It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out, it's trash day. Putting you out of my mind. It's trash day, I'm putting you out, it's trash day. I'm putting you out, trash day, I'm putting you out of my mind. Now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up, now I'm gonna clean up the house. Taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage, taking all your garbage. Can crushers, you're filling my heart with your wrestling knowledge daily. Oh, can crushers, I'm down on my knees. I'm begging you please to go on. Cause it's can crusher day. And welcome to the show. It is Mark Martinez alongside Paul Bullers. Paul, this already feels a little bit weird. I know, it's early in the morning, we're drinking coffees instead of beers because, well, I mean, yesterday we did a, we put in a pretty good check. You put on a pretty good beer. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. We went to the Straub Tap Room in St. Mary's, Pennsylvania, uh, and tried all their new beers and IPAs and all that goody good stuff. I'll tell you, their Winter Bash is by far my favorite. Uh, straw beer with... Pink grapefruit in it. Yeah, it was really good. Um, they're they're four four four. I I don't know. It was a craft brew or something. It wasn't bad. Their IPA was not as rugged as I thought it was. You said be. you didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, normally you make the kid's face that's eating raisin bran in the morning that you just don't like it. I, IPAs are rough for me. I don't. I'm not a hop guy. And you hop, got hop, so. And hop blasters is anything that says hop in it. I'm and then like, blaster at the end. It doesn't make me very hoppy. The autumn smash. Autumn smash was it's an apple beer as well. Very delightful. Really good. Uh, the summer splash, of course, is we love that. Good. Yeah, we love that. The taproom raz was good too. Um, a lot of fruity beers. There wasn't much. They. I wanted to try the smooth Eddie. But they were 86th. 86th. And we found out what that actually means. Right. And we didn't know for... I didn't know that for any time. I just yelled 86th. And I worked in the kitchen for a long time. I learned yesterday that when you 86 something, it is done. Discontinued for that moment. Which we understood that. But we didn't understand how that all came about. And our boy, AJ Alexander, told us (coughs) that it is... uh, it's the measurements of the coffin. Yeah, the, the dimensions of the, the grave. Yeah, the grave. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, welcome back to the reality. So, boom, there it is. And I'm like, huh. And then he kind of just, like, sauntered away. He, yeah. was, he was very wiry. He was like, I don't know if, if they wanted to hear that, but they heard it. But learning stuff. <coughs> oh, oh, my God. You sound God. like you're getting the sickness. I do. I'm, I am. You, you need to kick this in the butt. You got uh, 14 days. I know. Less than 14 days. I'm super excited. I can't wait. That sounds it. It sounds it. Uh, other things that we're super excited here as we will be shifting gears. Today we're recording on Sunday. Um, Which will be our new Can Crusher Day. Yeah, it's going to be released on Sundays for sure. Uh, we may shift to sometimes we have to record a Saturday Due to Paul and I are constraints loaded from other reasons. It all it, it's going to be released every Sunday about four or five o'clock. You know, ballparking there so you can listen to us get our predictions out, especially next week when it's Hell in the Cell. Yeah, so you'll hear our predictions 
like hours before Hell in a Cell. So we're actually going to be cutting edge. Oh, <laughs> um, well, or but, maybe catching up. But why we're moving to Sunday is wrestling has changed immensely with this whole week. People had said before, you know, the Attitude Era and everything, that it was the the hottest time of wrestling. And then I'll revert back with me and the older guys that are on Can Crusher saying, we love the 80s at the hottest time of wrestling. I think everybody's got to pump the brakes. Right now is. Let's, let's just go through the schedule of what wrestling, you know, national brands that everybody knows when it's happening, you know. Monday nights. Well, Sunday is actually the start of the week. Sunday is start of the week, and it's Can so Crusher. Sunday is Can Crusher Day. Right. So Sunday is Can Crusher Day, and then Monday we go into you have Monday Night Raw and MLW, and MLW gets released on YouTube. They are recorded different times during, but it gets released on YouTube for those people that don't have B in sports. So those are two big shows right off the get. Right. And then Tuesdays. You have live now OVW on the OVW Network and live in Kentucky along with their partnership brand, Impact. So Impact and OVW working hand in hand on Tuesdays. I I think that's intriguing because they're going to go live for Impact. So you, you might not see that crossover, but Impact's got a large roster that they can still a couple send a couple people down to OVW. I think you're going to see that work well. Yeah. And I think thus Al, uh, smart that he is, uh, figured this out. Wednesdays. Wednesdays is a big day. It's going to be the war. It yes. really is going to be the war, folks, as... It's NXT, now two hours on USA. None of this split crap, which I didn't like the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I think it was a transitional thing, and you had to do it a little bit. Yeah, I agree. But now you have uh, AEW starting out. First show this week. And they're, get ready for it, they're going all in on this first show. <laughs> what else is there? They're, right. So oh, they might even be all out. Who knows if it backfires or but, not. But double or nothing, they're going in. And winner take all or something. I don't know what the last one was. Fight for freedom. No, fight for freedom. No, fighter fest. Fight for yeah. freedom was OBW. Um, you have a women's championship match. The, the tag team tournament's going on. I'm sure Cody's going to... I mean, there's leaks about everything that's going to be going on. Um, but who knows if they're just leaking stuff just to leak stuff and then not it to not leak happen. stuff. Yeah, they just want to build the show up. Where, and we're going to pause on Wednesdays for a second. Uh, we know it's going to be on Raw. We know it's going to be on SmackDown. NXT is going to be a huge player in this. What do you watch Wednesday? Uh, it's old school for me, man. I'm flipping back and forth. I got the reset button. You know the cha- the reset button from IWC. No, you actually got that from Jackson Argos. Yeah, no, not that reset button. The cha- the channel reset button. Remember that? Recall. Recall. Yeah. Okay. Or back. Or back. And you just every every time a commercial come on, you'd hit the recall button. And if they were both on commercial, whichever one was on, what you got. <laughs> When you got to that channel, was the channel you stayed on for a little bit until the next commercial. NXT has announced that they will be live for two hours with limited commercial breaks for this first show. That's just another way to say, stay here. Yeah. Stay here. They have announced that uh, as we cover NXT, there's a huge title match as well um, coming forward. Thursday, you have day off. 
Maybe. You know, you can find some local stuff to watch. You know, this is where you can catch up with your subscriptions to IWC or In your... all fairness, this is pro- probably where I catch up with watching the last hour of each show. Touche. Me as well. <laughs> because with this much wrestling and us going to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be tired. Oh, yeah. I'm but wrestling is important. More important than work. Well, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Uh, Friday, you have SmackDown shifting over to Fox, which this transition, I think, is going to be the biggest one. Fox, uh, no disrespect to any other network, USA, TNT, uh, anything else. Fox is the biggest name now on TV holding wrestling. You're, yeah, you. Uh, this is NFL Sundays on Fox. I mean, you have every, like, Fox is a sports network, per se. So, n- now with professional wrestling being on this network, it's big. It is. They, huge title match announced for this Friday as well. Kofi against Brock. We'll see what happens there. But you're going to see SmackDown be the number one show. They're, they're putting, they're going, <laughs> alright, cheesy again. They're going all in. They're moving. I don't know if you can do that with... You can't. WWE. No. No. They're shifting gears. Yeah. They're taking Michael Cole, Graves, and... Which uh, automatically, for me, is a... I don't want to watch that show because I can't stand Corey Graves or Michael Cole. But I don't like the three-person announced team. I'll listen to Renee Young read the dictionary. She's going to be on the Tuesday night show that's going to start on FS1 was Book of T. But for right now, she's going to stay on... Right, on SmackDown. I want to see more of them pit each other, pit the commentators against each other, have a clear heel, a clear baby face, and if you want the guy in the middle to flip-flop, then do that. I'm okay with that. Michael Cole will be the flip-flopper. Michael Cole, to me, is a better heel than Corey Graves. So you want Corey Graves to be the, continue to be a flip-flopper? Yeah, because that's, all, that's all he does right the now. The doll. The doll of the show. Yeah. That's all Corey Graves does right now, but Michael Cole doesn't stay heel. No, he, he doesn't. He flip-flops too. He needs to be back to being a coal miner, where he needs to be put in his own little cage. I want him to put the wrestling headset back on and the old wrestling singlet. Yeah. The best days of Michael Cole. And then you have Saturdays, which we need to uh, jump on this if something big's happened. New Japan, we are so far behind New Japan. I have hours upon hours upon years and months. We talked about this the other day. I said, I feel like every time I watch New Japan, I am lost because I don't watch it enough. But it's so good. And it, just like that coffee. It was so good. And it's, I mean, it is good, but like you don't know what's going on. So you're just like, this is kind of... Uh, the wrestling's great. Right. But the storyline part, story like, eh, I don't know. And then we have Ring of, Ring of Honor on Saturdays, too. And then we have WOW. Wow. Yeah, Women of Wrestling Superheroes. And uh, with us knowing some of them legit personally, I, I really like watching that. Uh, spoiler, we are in the process of getting someone else from WOW on the show as we just haven't ironed out a date. Spoiler alert. But uh yeah, we have we have a lot of big interviews in this little phone in front of me that that's coming to fruition uh real quick. It's just we need to pick dates. They're they're all on board. So yeah. it, it's pretty awesome. We're getting 
we're growing with wrestling as well. I mean, and, holy shit, look out. great. And, like, when we do the wrestler spotlights, this is for the wrestlers. Like, it doesn't... It's not for us. Like, Oh, it's for me to mark out Oh, well, yeah, Mark, Mark marks out a lot, but... Um, so if you're a wrestler, an indie wrestler, and you want to get onto our spotlight... How can they shoot, reach us? Shoot us a message on Instagram, which is Cancrusher69. If you're on Facebook, we're uh, Cancrusher Wrestling Podcast. But look, Cancrusher69, that'll help you find us. Um, our email is Cancrusher69 at gmail.com. You can also head to our website as well, and there's many links on the website. If you don't want to email me and you want to email Paul, you can go under his picture and it says contact, and it'll go to Paul, it'll go to the English professor, if you just don't like me. Nonetheless, I will be on the interview with you. Not all the time. See, we're changing that up, too, because... Good um, luck. None of them know how to... This is where this is my baby, and you've all said this is your baby. None of them know how to use the software. Not the software. I'm not worried about that. But I know how to use my phone, and I can take a voice memo on my phone and send it... To me. To you. <laughs> and Regardless. then I can add my own business. Yeah. But, but you don't get to ask the questions. I, I do. <laughs> I and, and we're all about that. You know, hopefully... Uh, not that I don't... Not like going to wrestling with Paul. That's correction number one probably coming this week. Um, but if we can branch out, if Paul's in Williamsport with a football team and, you know, something's going on down there and he runs into somebody just by Hoke or whatever, hey, I know this guy. It's Zach Ryder. Yeah. As I'm in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, you know, we'll just, we're, we're branching. It's, it's going to be balls to the wall can crushers. Right. And we got the or the rated X superstar down in Baltimore working his way. Yeah, working. He's a uh, he got us hooked up with next week's spotlight that has already been recorded. It, it's a fun interview, which then she spoiler alert uh, already booked somebody else for us instantly right after the <laughs> after the interview. She's like, I know somebody else that wants to come on, so uh, we're gonna also partner with. Uh, Work with, partner with uh, MCW out of uh, Joppa, Maryland as well. Getting some of those superstars on who are then connected to ROH. See that? We're, we're, we're just... Lasso! It's a big-ass lasso! It's like a circle. Like it's, a circle. There's no edges of the circle. But sometimes with us, there's edges on anything. Circles, yes. Yeah. Or oblongs or flat lines. We don't know. Yeah, it's an octagon waiting to be a six-sided ring... Whatever. So, hey, we just... Speaking of six-sided rings or tournaments or... How does that happen? These are horrible segues. What else is new? Welcome to Can Crunchers. But the Legacy Tournament's over. Wow. Um, along with the Legacy Tournament going over, we also had another preemptive match that the English professor was hell-bent on. But we'll get to that. Macho Man winning it all. Um, I'm all for that. I really am. I think he's... The Poffo family is amazing in that Legacy... Uh, but defeating 17 Von Erics that were in it, the Hearts, uh, the Rhodes brothers. Did you see, when we laid this all out, did you see Macho Man running the gamut? No. Uh, honestly, I thought it was either going to be The Rock, because he's one of the hottest superstars to ever come out of WWE. Um, I was surprised by Terry Funk going the as far as he was. As, yeah, that was crazy. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I didn't really know, like... Because the Von Erics, because they yeah, were yeah, they were like old ass wrestlers, and you and uh, 
John were marking out over like we were. Oh my god, he's so I remember him wrestling this guy at this date and he was at WrestleMania one. Did I tell you I was at WrestleMania one? He was at WrestleMania one. <laughs> he so. was. And he'll let you know over and over and over again. <laughs> I think he was a popcorn vendor during WrestleMania one as well. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to the Macho Man. We already have our next one in the hopper, and we'll release it maybe in a week or two. We'll yeah, just we'll, iron some things out. We probably Get, should let this whole wrestling thing, like, settle down so we're, we're settled down. We're, plus, we have predictions next week, so we, we're not going to do that uh, on yeah. top of predictions because it'll be a, a longer show. So, um, Wait, then, what about this uh, specialty match that you were talking I was, about? I was just going to say, the impromptu match, uh, You, I don't know if you voted. I didn't even know if i seen it. You had to have. Um, our Royal Rumble winner match came to a draw when we had that tournament. And I, I thought Ric Flair won it. And some people had said, no, The Undertaker won it. Well, the English professor went back seven months... <laughs> Via Facebook, busy at work, and found that it ended in a draw. A Royal Rumble ended in a draw. That match. That's happened before. So, he put up the match, Ric Flair against The Undertaker. I, You know, it was out there. Uh, didn't get a huge amount of votes, but I'll tell you, Mrs. Cancrusher, and I didn't vote until late. Mrs. Can Crusher decided who won it. It oh, really? was it was going in at eight o'clock yesterday morning or Friday morning or whatever. Um, nine to nine, Mrs. Can Crusher voted for Ric Flair to put it ten nine. Woo! So Ric Flair is now our Royal Rumble winner. Finally, I'm all right with that. Finally, a decisive winner. Right, I, we're all about decisiveness. This tie business. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh, not happening. I here. love when it ties because you freak the hell out. Yeah, I know. So we're gonna get into I, Raw and SmackDown after well, OEW report with because Mark. I don't have anybody to go to anymore and say, "Hey, mom, I, I need you well, to uh, break the tie." Right? Maybe I'll just hold my votes back now. We're all holding our votes back anymore. Right now, it's just up to you guys to vote because uh, we're just gonna continue holding ours back. And I will just wait until it's like twenty two, twenty three, and then I'll be like, "Ah, oh, twenty three, twenty three." <laughs> OVW report coming up. We'll be back with Raw and SmackDown. Oh, it feels so good to be back giving the OVW report. OVW has been on fire since Fight for Freedom. It has been insane. We have a new TV champion in the form of Category 5, Corey Storm. Uh, People are now making their way to OVW. Al Snow, Chad Miller blowing this up. It's unbelievable. But let's talk about... Excuse me. I'm so excited. I'm losing my voice. I was screaming all night as I was watching this. But uh, let's dive right into OVW for this week. And it starts out to be Amon against William Lutz. And Amon is just screaming for Simbodi. He wants Simbodi because if you guys have watched Fight for Freedom on the OVW network, which is only $4.99 a month, guys, uh, 
this is a like a stretcher match, and it went insane. You had fire. You had, you just you have to go and watch this on the OVW network. So nonetheless, Amon is just screaming for Sin Bodhi, and Lutz tries to use his quickness, but Amon hits him off the ropes, goes to the top. You know the bell finally rings. And Ashton Cove comes out, and it, it's just nonsense. Amon is just going apeshit on everybody, taking him out, saying that he wants Sin Bodhi again. Everything finally comes back around, and like people are already eliminated. Boom, thrown out, thrown out, thrown out. This is the way they started OVW this week. It's, it's boom, craziness. Welcome to live TV craziness for OVW. But it comes down to. Category 5, Corey Storm and Dimes. And the winner of this will be the TV champion. In this match, uh, guys, I don't even want to spoil it because it's a five-star match. (sighs) Get on the OVW Network and watch it. Find it on YouTube. Uh, Just get out there and watch it. Because these two youngsters are going to continue to build up OVW and then tear the... MF and Roop off because they are so good. Category 5, Corey Storm defeats Dimes to keep his OVW TV championship. Uh, next up on the docket is Hip Hop Vivi comes out and she is going to fight a new face in OVW, Max the Impaler. And Max the Impaler is on her way for Megan Bain. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, Bane, you better watch out. The Impaler laid waste to Hip Hop VV in seconds. See you later. This beast is coming after Bane, and I cannot wait to see this battle. Uh, Dean Hill comes out to the ring, and he announces that the um, the Nightmare Cup is coming back, and the tournament's going to start over the next couple weeks, but it's all going to culminate October 29th in Bourbon Hall, and the the winners, you know, will get a shot at the tag team championships like they did uh, last year when King's Ransom won and everything. Well, the legacy of brutality comes out and says, hey, why aren't you talking about us? Why aren't you talking about us? Dean Hill's like, because you guys are tag team champions. You are already in this. Everybody knows about you. You don't need to uh, be talked about. Well, Josh Ashcraft goes nuts and he says, no, no, no. We need to be the most talked about thing on OVW. And I'm not going to blame him. Uh, you got Jay Bradley. You got Big Zoe. You got the Hood Ninja. You have Cash Flow. And these guys are running amok. These are the biggest uh, team out there. I mean, they are massive men uh so they're just looking to take over ovw and king's ransom comes out because dean hill says guess what the tournament's starting right now well king's ransom has to lay waste to all four of them and they do Uh, i don't know if you've heard any of the prior episodes of this but go back i am so high on king's ransom that you know, they did get a scholarship to, to attend the Al Snow Wrestling Academy that, guys, if you want to know more about that, you can head to Al Snow Wrestling Academy or you can shoot us an email and I can kind of guide you through some things as well and get you in contact with the people you need to know about the Al Snow Wrestling Academy. Uh, great partners with Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast. But King's Ransom is the next biggest tag team on the horizon uh they're amazing guys they really are uh everything they do it right they are a great team they lay waste to the legacy of brutality 
and get the win. And then, more or less to close the show, the OVW Heavyweight Champion comes out, and it's Justin Smooth. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's Hollywood Smooth. And he says, hey, I am defeating everybody. I'm throwing an open challenge out. You know, anybody in the locker room wants to come out, come out. The whole locker room comes out. And then he finally says, all right, I'm going to pick somebody. And he picks AJZ to fight. And boom, big boot and, you know, match is over. To close the show, everybody's still out there. Dean Hill, the commish, grabs a mic and says, I'll pick your opponent next week. Guys, OVW is so hot right now. They continue to grow more and more and more. Like I said, as Paul and I said minutes ago, they are shifting, transitioning over to Tuesday nights. Uh, if you want to watch it, make sure you get on the OVW Network, $4.99 a month. Uh, if you're in Kentucky, in Louisville itself, it is right there on the TV for you. Um, again, on October 29th, it is the Tuesday night Frightmare and at the Bourbon Hall, the the cup will come to an end. And the announcement is Gangrel will be there. Unbelievable stuff. People are coming left and right into OBW. Make sure you watch it. Right after the break, Paul and I jump on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. And it, the show goes downhill from there. But nonetheless, uh, here's everybody else know. Talking about Collar and Elbow, one of our great sponsors. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Hey guys, this is Dimes. You are listening to the Can Crushers Podcast. So, Paul, we said Raw and SmackDown before we went to break and had all our promos and OBW report and everything. But now this segment is Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And it's, you know, a briefing anymore. It's not going to dive into each match and say, oh, my God, did you see Shelton Benjamin fought... Uh, I don't know, Barry Horowitz? And <laughs> Barry Horowitz. Right? We, uh, we're we not going to dive into matches like that. We're going to brief over everything that's happened on the shows and then just transition so we get everything in. And I I'm going to ask you on the air now because I should have asked you off the air. Do you want to continue to break it down like we're going to have a WWE segment, then we'll have an AEW segment, and then just like break it down like that? I don't want to mosh everything together. I, I mean, I almost think that we should do that because you can't mosh everything together. Like, I don't know when I'm talking about stuff, if I'm talking about one decisive thing and then the next decisive thing comes into my brain. And then it's undecisive. And then everything's undecisive, so then we're confused. And if I'm listening to something, I'll be like... Wait, weren't they just talking about Raw? And now, how are they talking about Cody Rhodes? Like, I don't understand that. Right. So I think we should go Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Because um, you got to brute, brute that whole, whole thing. Brute. Right 
Brood it together. Smush. Oh. Smash. Compile. Compi- composite? Composite? No, composite is not putting things together. Composite is the maybe the act of having things put together. Uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get all blown up on this. Yeah, from, well, from hopefully everybody. Yeah. I don't we care. talk. We don't research we don't, shit no. before like, when Mark's like, hey, uh, we're going to go into Raw and SmackDown. I'm like, you're going to have to start everything because I don't remember much of it. But when he says something, I'll remember. And that's why I said notes. So, let's just start with what is hot right now on Raw and SmackDown. And it is Sasha, Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte. That's, come on. I don't care if you think The Fiend's hotter uh, truly, the women are carrying the both shows right now. I feel. See now, here's where we di- we differ because I don't think it's hot because I am so tired of seeing Charlotte Flair and hearing about Sasha Banks. I love. She this. took eight months off and decided that oh, I'm just going to come back and now I'm in the title hunt. That's not fair to anybody on the roster. Charlotte does the same thing. And Bailey was all, when I become the SmackDown Women's title holder, I'm going to change things. I'm going to give people that don't normally have a shot, a shot. And then all of a sudden, Charlotte Flavor comes back and, oh, Charlotte gets another shot. And another shot. And another shot. Yet and he I, has nothing. And I feel like, I feel like DJ Kali, I'm like, and another one. Oh, oh, and another one. Shot, 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 yeah. shot, shot, shot. Nah. But... Uh, did you notice Paul did have something to say about it? He started to get a little angry, so it's working. No, I the whole Charlotte, I the whole Sasha thing coming back is. You know where I'll be at on. I'll be at. I'll be watching something else that when the girls come on from now. You're on. crazy. You are. That's that's lies. Those are so lies. Because if anything, you're here to goat me on to say, "Oh, did you see that?" Oh, and it, it's it's lies. You are not going to turn it off when those booties come bouncing past the TV. So in this match, it was wait Monday night was Carmella and Charlotte, right? Yeah. So Banks hits the bank statement on wait no let's turn this around. Charlotte hits the. Figure eight on no, it was Sasha and ba- Sasha against Nikki against Nikki Cross. Oh, Sorry. that was Monday night. Tuesday, I'm thinking about Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. See, and this is where we get jumbled. Well, this is because we just didn't uh, read the notes exactly. Maybe yeah. we're gonna start going back to paper notes so you can actually read what I'm writing. That's alright. <laughs> okay then. Um, so Sasha with Bailey and Nikki comes out with Alexa and Nikki controlled 95 percent of this match. Until, you know, Sasha flipped her over, boom, bank statement match over. Um, but then they beat on Alexa. Uh, fans are now cheering for Alexa. Right. One of the most hated superstars for years. They now love her, which that is what they want. That is what they're doing with Sasha and Bailey. And I think this is a great storyline to go a long way. This is something. Go back to old NWA, and you're like, oh, shut up, old man. But go back to old NWA when a storyline could go six months, and it just continued to grow and grow and grow, and then there was a culmination match. The downfall about this is your next pay-per-view is called Hell in the Cell against Becky and Sasha. That's Hell in a Cell. It's been finals matches forever. Right. How do you continue Sasha and Becky after this? I don't know if you can. So I, you know, predictions coming next week, but I think there's going to be a major change. You want to talk about the other hot thing, and it's fun. 
in a house with fireflies. No, I don't want to talk about that. I just don't. We don't. We can talk about that later. But this, like this whole Becky and Charlotte or Becky and Sasha thing is. I don't understand how they're gonna do this. And they're, like you said, like I am confused, like because where do they go next? I don't know because they all hate each other right now. Well, there's two friends and but two. But they friends. are the original four horsewomen of. It it we still have two months. You know how they push storylines. We still have two months before Survivor Series. Yeah, I know exactly where you're going. Uh, you're seeing Rhonda. Because there's the four horsewomen of MMA, which is Ronda, uh, Baylor, and the two other girls that I don't really remember. Dukes and... Damn it, I forget the other one. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah. And NXT. So you have three NXT call-ups that you could bring in for the four. But how do they get all together? Because even Becky and Charlotte hate each other. They're just dealing with each other right now. Because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. I, I agree. I agree. Um... I, I don't know. Uh, other things on Raw. Raw wasn't, to me, that great. They had the five-man match of Rey Mysterio Jr., Rude, Shinsuke, AJ, and Ricochet. Winner faces Seth next week. For the title. For the for title. The season premiere of Raw. Right. And this was a good match, and I did not see Rey Mysterio winning this match. I didn't either. I, I thought, and I thought, man, they're going to give Ricochet another shot. Yeah. I, I didn't see it, AJ, because AJ's got his hand in other things. Shinsuke, again, hands in other things. Um, rude. rude. You know, he's a champ, but I'm like, maybe? Because it's just, it would be a different match. Right. A different, I mean, a, a better way to... I, I like to, I'm gonna like watching Seth and Rey Mysterio, even though I already know how it ends. Right, we both do, I think. Yes. Uh, Rob, Bobby Roode, or Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Robert Roode would have been a good match, too. Did you have Mr. Olsen as a yes. teacher? Doesn't Robert Roode look like With Mr. Olsen? <laughs> cookie duster on his face? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that is brought to you by the Mrs. English Professor. The owner of the penitentiary down in Pittsburgh. She, yeah. She's brought that up a couple times saying that she, he looks like a, a substitute teacher. Um, so, yeah, we think Ray's going to get attacked by the Fiend, right? We know that Ray's getting attacked by the Fiend. Right. And setting up uh, more for Hell in a Cell. Next. This will be, what I'm excited for is there's a possibility of three old wrestlers that can get attacked by the Fiend. Are you calling Ray old? Yeah, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. Yeah, I like that word better than old because well, he can still move. Yeah, one veteran and two Jurassic Senile. Park, Jurassic Park creatures. Yeah, uh, set up this Monday is Miz TV and Hogan and Flair are both going to be back. Which I'm not excited for, but I am excited for. I, I, lo- I love Ric Flair. I can, Woo! He's exciting. Even at an old man age, he's exciting. He can still juck and jive. Hogan, I mean, Hogan's a rough subject for a lot of people. Right, he is. That's New Day. Even, New a, Day. even a lot rough subject for me because you can't be that famous and be that stupid. But well put. Well put. We'll leave that at that. Yeah. Um, how are you that Mela finally gets a 24-7 European Intercontinental TV Western State Heritage uh, 48-7-11 championship finally? <laughs> I loved it. 
and our troop loved it. He did. He gets to take a break now. Yeah. Did you see as they were running off? It looked like Mella was supposed to carry him, but she couldn't. Right. She she. There's no way she's nothing against Mella. She couldn't lift him up. So they hurry up and switch, and then our truth took her off. The downfall about this whole thing is it should have been mellowing it as a woman first. She has carried this 24-7 stupidness along with R-Truth. We hate the title. I hate the title. You, I love the title. You love the title. It's just something different. I, I would like to see more of not in the ring people chasing him. Like, they'd be walking somewhere and all of a sudden there's somebody in a room. Boom! Yeah. hit with a pizza pan. Right. And craziness. Like, that would be more fun than... Just the running. Running. Yeah. To my point is now the women are going to start cha- uh, chasing Mella. Um, you saw Sarah Logan back. You saw Billy Kay. You, you saw a couple other ones running. Do you remember around. watching Baywatch? Yeah, it's nice. I, that's not where I was going. That's where you're going. I was not going that way. These women could have chased the twenty four seven champ the whole time. Before. Yeah, so, it's every wrestler. Yeah, and you, I would I want to see more of that. Yeah, but I want to see more of the craziness. I think they could turn this back into, not that I was a huge fan of the hardcore title, but they could change it more into that, where you get Molly Womp with something. Like, I'd rather see Head come thrown out, wham, and Al Snow picks up the win, or, you know, a leg coming from nowhere. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins against Braun. Ended how we figured it was going to end. Yeah. We hear the Fiend's music, and all of a sudden, my favorite part of this is Braun Strowman wasn't afraid. No. Where is he? Is all you hear in the darkness, and then all of a sudden you hear, and then it's Mandible Claw, and you see Braun in the middle of the ring just being decimated by the Mandible Claw. Do you, you asked me this, but I'm going to spin it back around on you. Do you see Bray Wyatt ever wrestling again? I don't. I Here's how I picture this whole scenario. Bray Wyatt is the carrier of the fiend. So, like, with the Firefly Funhouse... What? Firefly Funhouse. Or, if he's in the back, he's Bray Wyatt. And then when he gets to the ring, now he's the fiend. I don't know how long it takes to put on that mask. I don't know how long it takes to put everything together. Like, because you're not going to see Bray Wyatt come down and wrestle in a sweater vest. No, it would be great, though. Oh, my God, he'd die. I'm a, I'm a big boy myself. That would be horrible. Yeah, that, it would be. I love sweater vests, though. I need to get more of those. Maybe I can... We, we need to break out, bring back the old school Mean Street Posse <laughs> <love>. Yes! <laughs> well, there's enough of us now. Right? We could... <laughs> That's what we should go with this. Halloween. Week. Halloween. We'll go, I'll go with the Mean Street Posse. Would you be upset if I wore a sweater vest to your wedding? No. Would T be upset? No. She'd love so it. So I can wear khakis in a polo and a sweater vest. Yeah, as long as you don't have that stupid bow tie you always wear. All right, well... <laughs> Well, that's out the window. Never mind. I'm, I'm not wearing a sweater vest. I'm not I, like wearing, bow tie. I like my bow tie. <laughs> T would let me wear my bow tie. So oh, shut for up. Sure. All right, on to SmackDown. Um, there, it's Rowan, Roman, Daniel, and this whole storyline has been botched. It, it's it's just been thrown out. What happened but to the guy? I love it because well, I think the guy was just a pawn, but I love it, and I think that you're going to see Daniel. Which back back, but because it's all mental games. Is yes, what you're saying. I think it's all a big mental game. I like that Luke Harper is back for how long though? Well, I mean, he's got to finish out his contract, and he was hurt, so they tacked on ninety more day, yeah, or days, or something, or something like, that. like that. Yeah, 
Um, I love, I love it. I actually do love this because from the beginning you thought it was going to be a Daniel Bryant Roman thing, and then all of a sudden they switched it up on you. Did you foresee Luke? I mean, no. Owen being the bad guy in all of this. Well, he is a bad guy. Yeah, but the the bad the main guy, guy the, yeah. the brains behind this. Well, he was, you know, smarter than Daniel in a couple times. What I don't understand is Daniel just, he lied with my air quotes, and he, boom, instantly face turned. Right. Just because of, of that, he gets pissed off and just... Well, he, but he's the guy that they wanted, that even the heels, they hate. You know what I mean? Like... Not just being the bad guy was enough. He wants to be the bad guy the bad guys don't like. So speaking of bad guys, we'll I'll touch on that uh, as I posted it earlier today. But uh, um, we, we should have covered this, but we'll cover it after SmackDown as well. No, I agree with you uh, on this. I, I actually do. I, I just think they need to tie up some loose ends on this whole story is... I don't know, the the stuff being pushed over and this and that. Like, nothing ever happened. You know, you just found out, oh, that Rowan did it, but... Yeah. Where did the guy... Where want to see where Rowan lookalike went. Yeah, I want some of the... Who was Rowan lookalike? It was, it was shelved for a week. Like, Roman wasn't on for a week when we were off, say. Um, it was shelved for a week that nothing happened, and then the next week Daniel comes out and, hey, me and Roman are BFFs. We're going to Dairy Queen tonight. No? Alright. I didn't remember that part. Alright. Um, I, I don't like the whole Mike Canales thing going on. No, with, it's dumb. It's stupid. Uh, this is the match where you get Mel and Flair, and this is, you had a lot to say about this. Mel and Flair against the legit badass huggers. I want you to say your piece about Charlotte, and it, it makes perfect sense. So, here's what I, why I don't, this like majorly switched me onto not being on Charlotte's bandwagon anymore. So Charlotte gets Becky or not Becky, but uh, Bailey in the figure eight, and Sasha comes in and breaks it up. So the match keeps going. Good, good tag team moves. Yeah, good tag team moves. Carmella gets the tag in. Carmella's doing great. Red hot. Yeah, flying through super kicks after super kicks, and all of a sudden she's in the bank statement. So in the view, in the camera angle, you see Carmella in the bank statement, and Charlotte Flair is just standing on the apron. Picking her nose. Right. Not doing it. Just watching. And then when Carmella taps, she's like mad about it. Get in and break it up. Exactly. Sell like, it a little bit more. Or sell that you're hurt and you can't break it up. Right. That's but Bailey was out on, not that Bailey needed to be involved in this, but Bailey was knocked out so she couldn't come and help detract Charlotte away. Yeah. So it would have been perfect. So Charlotte just stands on the ring apron like... I'm, not many people probably would have noticed that. We do. But wrestling we, fans... We dig into the stupidest things. Yeah. But like a pure wrestling fan would be like, why is she just standing there? Yeah. Didn't even care. No. She didn't even care that she took the loss. And she didn't take the loss, but as a her tag team, team, her team took the loss. So her her and Mel are not number one contenders to the tag team titles the right Bookie now. The Warriors now, right? right? No. It's still Alexa and Nikki. Oh, Yeah. Kabuki Warriors, I would believe, are going to be the next to uh, hold those titles. But um, the whole Ali Shinsuke match and New Day, I was happy to see B team, B team, go, 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 back. Uh, have it be them getting their ass beat by New Day. But there, there's just 
I'm actually excited about this draft coming up. I think there needs to be a new shakeup, and I want this to be... But a for sure split. Like a this for is, sure. And this is going to be like, there is no crossing over. No, no, because... And you know The Miz is staying on Raw. I would lay a paycheck on it. Right, because The Miz and Mrs. is on there, and it's a big deal. And yes, you keep The Miz on Raw. Fox is not sponsoring that no. anytime soon. Even if, you know, The Miz ends up on SmackDown, he says, hey, don't forget to watch Miz and Mrs. Fox is going to edit that out on the spot. Right. Not happening. Fox is going to take this so serious. USA is still going to play and do whatever they'll... USA has been advertising AE dubs right? during Raw. So they're taking money however they can get it. Fox is like, we got NFL money. We have Major League Baseball money. We're going to get WWE money. We don't need a reality show money. Right. We have our own. And none of them are any good. None of them are any good. Uh, wrapping up SmackDown as uh, it's going to be Shane against KO in a ladder match. For a contract or this, that, and the other thing. Shane's done with wrestling if he loses. For how long? WrestleMania? Royal Rumble? Well, of course. He's not, you're not going to see him. I think he gets over past uh, Survivor Series, which is the next big one. And then once you get after Survivor Series, there's it's a long road. Two months until we get the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I mean, it gets rough during that time. It's... Stale. Yeah, stale's the best word for it, yeah. It gets stale. Stale. Um, so I'm, I'm alright with Shane being gone. Uh, the English professor is going to be stoked, but I think it's going to add something to KO, and I think you see KO come back to Raw. We wanted. I want to talk about, is it in two weeks, the draft? I think we should do a prediction draft as well. I mean, it we could, could do be a very, big draft. Yeah, that's like what that. I mean. Yeah, it, it could be very hokey. I mean, there's a lot that we know we're going to, you know, Brock Lesnar's going to SmackDown. Done. No, not 100% yet. 100%. No, it's not. 100%. It's not 100% yet. Okay. You, because, didn't you read anything? No, I don't because know how Brock to Brock Lesnar still wants to be a part-time wrestler. and You can be a part-time wrestler still on SmackDown. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. They, they don't need to put... Have him come on SmackDown and make an announcement during... You see during on NFL now that they're showing SmackDown coming. So you, you're watching your Cowboys against the Giants, and all of a sudden, Brock Lesnar, an emoji, walks across that he is coming and he's going to be on SmackDown. I'm turning the freaking game off. Yeah. First of all, one, I'm not watching the Giants and the Cowboys. I'm not watching Brock Lesnar either. I'm not watching Brock Lesnar either. But the NFL fan that hasn't been... Uh, adapted to or up to date on what's going on with wrestling. Knows Brock Lesnar. It's a whole nother wraparound. Yeah. So, uh, NXT we'll touch on real quick because I said I really... I uh, We watched it. I didn't like the split show. I really only watched what was on the USA Network because... Not that it's a process, but it's a process that I don't want. So now that it's on USA, I'm happy. I put it on one TV. I don't have to turn PlayStation on. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. To get to... First world problems. Yeah, it is a first world problem. Uh, I'm stoked. And I'm going to call out one of my... Uh, one of the Can Crusher fans. He's like, hey, what do you see on uh, NXT when it comes to USA? I said, I see the Undisputed Era running amok. And he's like, not going to happen. Well... Mr. Daniel Robinson. Uh, do you see who has all the titles? <laughs> that would be the Undisputed Era. So they are running amok on NXT right now. Um, 
just the matches that are on. Um, Keith Lee, uh, unbelievable. Uh, glad to see that Dakota Kai is back following her injury. Uh, she had some great moves. Both of these guys had educated feet in their in their matches, but in Baszler, uh, Baszler against Candice LeRae is this week as well. So two huge title matches coming up. Um, Riddle fought Killian Dane in a street fight, and the winner faces Adam Cole, baby, this week on the USA NXT premiere season beginning, whatever the hell Everything season premiere this week for WWE. Right. Uh, 30 years in. Um, so Riddle gets the win. And Adam Cole's now been taking... Baby! Been taking off of house shows, as I posted, because he's hurt. Uh, some say it's a legit injury. Some say it's not a legit injury. Uh, with... This going, uh, Undisputed Era having all the titles, even you haven't watched it, I just want to say to you, is this the right time to take it off Adam Cole? Or do you, Baby! Or do you leave Adam Cole... Baby! Run with this title with Undisputed Era for a while to show that they're the dominant team in NXT? I, think that, I don't think that you could take it off of them. And I don't think that Matt Riddle is going to stay on NXT. Ooh! What? Well, I mean, this boy has been... Hot. He's white hot. Right. And he's been tweeting up a storm. He wants to face Brock Lesnar. Blah, 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 blah. So if you're a wrestling fan and you actually want to see that, does... He lose on Wednesday. Friday, come in and oh my god, yeah, because save Brock Kofi and, Kingston and punch Brock in the face. Yeah, look at you. I've I've been doing my math. Not so your English, though. I've been doing my mathesis, and I know that it adds up. Did you actually read that, or did you think I, of this I, yourself? This is my thought up. This is my brain. Wow, that's brilliant. It would be brilliant, so it's probably not going to happen. It's brilliant. Yeah, but you, you're blowing my mind. That's have great. You, have you noticed that some of the stuff we talk about on the podcast... Happens a month later? Yes. Somebody's listening in Stanford. I don't... Maybe. And I'm okay with it, but... Throw, well, throw us a couple bones here, man. A shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 3X and 2X, please. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I would like a Sonya Deville shirt. I love... Put your hair up and square up. Her, I love that. I love Sonya. And I'll take Mandy Rose's shirt. See? Her actual shirt. We, not... are... <laughs> <laughs> we are fire and desire ourselves. Yeah. Right? I like golden gloves better, but I whatever. Do, I do. They just won't stick with that. No. Uh, That's probably a copyright infringement. So. Probably. I'm sure it is. So there's golden gloves of boxing for years. Yeah. So, all right, that's the way that we're going to run it. Next week, we'll take a break in between this. Go to AEW as well. Um, a lot to go. A lot to go, and I like this that we're going. We're really not going to dive in. If something happens in a big match, we'll stop and, like, holy Christ, did you see that match? Right. But we're just going to hover over things and give us, it's going to be thoughts. Um, coming up is this guy. I uh, recorded with the English professor, and my Lord, does he have a lot to say this week. Oh, great. Class is in session. I'm putting my head down now. Shortly after what would be his retirement match at WrestleMania 6, in which he and his tag team partner Haku would drop the WWF World Tag Team titles back to demolition, 
Andre the Giant appeared on Captain Lou Albano's short-lived version of UWF. In a promotion, the eighth wonder of the world held a WWF LJN figure at his, of his WrestleMania 1 opponent, Big John Studd, and tore it in half. If you've ever used one of these dolls as a weapon, you know that they can create lumps the size of what you would see on Tom's head after Jerry smacks him with the hammer. Aimed properly, they can also render a sibling completely unconscious. With a simple twist of his wrists, Andre tore Stud in two at the waist. That was all Vince needed to see. The WWF chairman offered Andre a lucrative contract to stay at home and make some very rare appearances on WWF TV and pay-per-views. He was the corner man for the big boss man, as the law, order, and justice of the World Wrestling Federation challenged Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania 7. Andre cracked Kurt Henning in the head with the gold belt, but that still wasn't enough for Bossman to score the win. Now that he was no longer a member of the Heenan family, Andre had several suitors looking to hire him for their respective stables. But in each case, to the delight of the fans, Andre refused. Slick tried to impress Andre with a hot car that he said would be plated in gold. Yo, my main man, Andre, what it is? Slick asked as he showed the giant his new car. As the Slickster went down the list of his stable members, which included Hercules and Warlord, Andre threw the doctor's style into the trunk and told the driver, Next stop, New Jersey. Andre the Giant was sitting at the bar having some drinks with Arnold Skolin and Pat Patterson when Sensational Sherry spotted him. She ran her lace-gloved hands over Andre's face and promised him anything he wanted if she could be his manager. Andre's eyes got wide as he asked, Anything? Anything, Sherry assured him. Anything you want. Andre bent her over the bar and spanked her, drawing laughs from Arnie and the first Intercontinental Champion. But then it seemed that someone finally got through to Andre the Giant and had secured his services. Jimmy Hart was looking for a partner for Earthquake. His goal was to put together the largest team in the history of the WWF, bigger than Stud and King Kong Bundy, and definitely bigger than Andre and his tag team championship partner, despite their name being the Colossal Connection. Fans were stunned when the Mouth of the South and Andre walked to the ring together, but the Giant restored their faith in his full face turn when he grabbed the scrawny little runt by his jacket. It looked as though Andre would work over another villainous manager, but Earthquake came up from behind and drove the megaphone into Andre's knee. Andre clutched his leg and timbered to one side like an oak tree. The Earthquake dropped elbow after elbow on Andre's leg, leaving the man who had gone undefeated for 15 years lying in a heap and unable to leave the ring on his own. Jimmy Hart and Earthquake got their man on the next episode of Primetime Wrestling. Tugboat, Hulk Hogan's best friend at the time, walked onto the set and joined Hart and Earthquake. His name was now Typhoon, and the team would be known as the Natural Disasters. To solidify his heel turn, the former Tugboat smashed a Hulk Hogan toy phone on the studio floor to a chorus of boos from the audience. At SummerSlam, the Natural Disasters would face their stiffest competition to date in the form of the Bushwhackers. Andre the Giant, walking with crutches, stood in the corner of the former sheep herders. Luke and Butch put on a competitive, believable, entertaining match. And even though we all knew this was a match designed to get the natural disasters over as a monster heel team, there were moments when I thought the New Zealanders would pull off the win. They almost did, except Earthquake lifted Cousin Butch over his head outside the ring and drove him across his knee for a backbreaker. 
Earthquake made his way into the ring where Cousin Luke was putting the fists to Typhoon. Earthquake got a running start and sandwiched the Bushwhacker against Typhoon. Earthquake hit the ropes and dropped the Earthquake sit-down splash for the win. Then the natural disasters, upon the orders of their manager, Jimmy Hart, surrounded Andre the Giant outside the ring. Andre leaned on one crutch as he jabbed his other crutch in the direction of Hart's newest team. But it didn't look good. Even in his prime, Earthquake and Typhoon would have been too much for Andre. Fortunately for him, help arrived in the form of the Legion of Doom. Hawk and Animal stood in front of Andre and dared the disasters to make a move. Perhaps fatigued from their match with the Bushwhackers, perhaps intimidated by the LOD, the disasters thought better of things and went back to the locker room. Butch put his arm around his cousin's waist and helped him to the locker room with the Road Warriors and Andre close by. The Warriors were heading to the locker room to prepare for their tag team title match against Hart's other team, the Nasty Boys. During an interview with the Nasty Boys, Hart lamented the interference of the LOD while also assuring us that his lawyer would bail the Mountie out of the New York City Slammer following his jailhouse match loss to the Big Boss Man. Jimmy Hart was the busiest manager at that SummerSlam, and all of his angles intertwined like a plot in an elaborate play. There were visual details during the course of the evening that helped the event's story, as well as establish future angles, like the Road Warriors helping the Bushwhackers by fending off the natural disasters just before their match against the Nasty Boys. It was Vince's not-so-subtle way of telling us the WWF had some great teams. Andre the Giant had a part to play. His appearance wasn't just for nostalgia's sake. It was a cog in the machine that allowed Vince to say, hey, look at all of my great teams. Just days later, Andre appeared on WCW's Clash of the Champions 20. It was also the 20th anniversary of WCW on Superstation TBS, connecting Ted Turner's WCW to Jim Crockett Promotions Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, dating back to 1972, a move which certainly still infuriates a certain JCP Facebook page. Much like when he slapped Sherry in the ass, Andre was at the bar drinking with some of the other legends. He didn't have much to say other than a thank you for being invited. But even this seemingly meaningless appearance held certain value for WCW's show. Was it a telegram from Atlanta to New York? Perhaps. Rumor has it Vince was furious and berated Andre over the phone, making him feel terrible about taking this invitation so soon after being involved in a major WWF story. But even if it wasn't meant to fire shots, seeing Andre and all of those other retired wrestlers gave pro wrestling a real sport feel. It was like a former pitcher and a retired slugger doing commentary for a game and discussing their careers against one another. Wrestling is about good guys and bad guys, and it's always to be continued. But seeing the good guys and bad guys sitting together and having some laughs brought to mind a Kerry Von Erich quote when a reporter approached him in Dallas to challenge pro wrestling's legitimacy. There's showmanship, the modern-day warrior said, but wrestling isn't fake. So maybe these guys did hate each other back in their working days. Maybe they played up the interviews a little when they made their threats of the impending doom awaiting their opponents. But the fights were real, and in the end, now that they were retired, they could take it easy and share some memories about their wars and life on the road. Tomorrow night, The Miz, host of the most must-see TV show, will have Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan as his guests. Why? This is another attempt to use wrestling legends to recapture lost or casual fans. Wrestling has always brought retired wrestlers back in some capacity. Andre the Giant is an example. But in each case, the retired wrestler had a reason to come back, a purpose. Bruno Sammartino's return was treated as something for the sake of nostalgia, but it was anything but that. 
A casual enough Piper's Pit with a living legend led to ethnic slurs and a wild brawl, which then led to bloody cage matches. Bruno, standing in his son's corner at WrestleMania 1, which, for those of you who are unaware, I attended, was to serve as a precautionary measure to keep Luscious Johnny from interfering as David battled Brutus Beefcake. Of course, the valiant brother and former WWF World Tag Team Champion did get involved, and Bruno saw no alternative but to defend his son, which in turn led to tag team matches between the father-son duo and manager-wrestler tandem. It's unlikely that the Hulkster will be in a wrestler's corner for a title match Monday night. Ric Flair probably won't be there to support a team against the new powerhouse duo. Instead, he'll strut while Hulk says, Well, let me tell you something, brother, to a smattering of applause. The Can Crushers met the Nature Boy at a couple of local wrestling events. We had the opportunity to meet Hulk Hogan also, but after seeing the prices for his pictures and autographs, we determined that food for our children was more important. Neither time we met Ric Flair was he involved in any storyline. He took the microphone and serenaded a lady in the audience. Bret Hart also did an autograph signing and photo op and later stood in the corner of his nephew, Harry Smith, as he battled RJ City. But even if the wrestling legend isn't involved in a storyline like the Hitman was, smaller promotions like IWC and Big Time Wrestling can get away with inviting a retired wrestler for nostalgia's sake. Plus, in every instance, the retired wrestler is selling merchandise and signing autographs, and most of the time they're willing to have a conversation and answer our questions, and therein lies a purpose for their appearance. Tomorrow night on Raw, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair likely won't be as approachable as they are on the independent scene. They likely won't be involved in any storyline, although I hope I'm wrong. Their appearances will be nothing more than any of the reunion shows we've recently seen in which many of the retired wrestlers are given opportunities to rehash their tired catchphrases. Several years ago, Ric Flair said that the wrestling business was starving for someone to come along and make a big impact. He said there were guys with waiting to put on great matches with someone new. There's no greater proof of WWE starving for a star than the fact that they keep bringing Flair back. Bleacher Report ran an article a few days ago about how the WWE hasn't produced a major star in a very long time. Seth Rollins is wildly popular with fans, and this is evidenced by the reaction we hear every time he comes to the ring. We can almost feel the fans take a deep breath when Seth's music hits so that they may shout out with all of their might, Burn it down! But Rollins lacks crossover ability and the potential to bring in new fans. I respect Roman Reigns because he's committed to the wrestling profession. Even though he recently did a movie with The Rock in which he and his cousin play, well, Roman Reigns and The Rock, Reigns has dedicated himself to being a wrestler first. That's admirable, but in my opinion, while Reigns can hold the attention of young fans, I don't think he possesses the necessary charisma to attract more fans. When I took an acting class in 2000, our instructor had us choose monologues out of a variety of books that we would later perform. Seeing one young man struggling, eager to get him to loosen up, the instructor told him he could do any monologue he wanted from any form of entertainment. The student asked her if he could recite a rock interview. I don't know if you know who he is, he told our instructor, to which she replied, Oh, please, I know the rock. I know the people's elbow. At the next class, the kid was telling Kurt Angle to shut your mouth, punk. At my job, the range of wrestling fan goes from hardcore to casual to never having seen a pro wrestling match. And yet a group of us, after having success at work, will let the others know of our achievements by belting out the John Cena intro. When we hear... Or... 
dun, 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 dun. We know someone closed a sale or helped a customer. Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin were household names because of their wrestling careers. Even though Rocky III helped the Hulkster gain mainstream fame, his personality and charisma were enough for him to reach superstardom, with or without Thunderlips. I can't imagine it's easy to be a mainstream star in the wrestling business. It takes the right person with the right push. That's not to say those wrestlers don't exist. Becky Lynch has perfected the man and is primed for major fame. If she weren't, she would not have caught the attention of Ric Flair, who is suing over the rights to the man. But it takes the right people to recognize the potential and put the machine behind it. Perhaps Vince doesn't possess that magic anymore. Perhaps some of his critics are right in saying Vince never created a major star. But that's okay. Engineers don't typically invent things. They take things and make them better. Perhaps Vince is sort of a wrestling engineer. There are writers and there are editors. Not everyone can be both. Not everyone can edit Mark's college papers while also creating writing brilliance of his own, like the English professor. And this is another reason why competition may be a good thing. Perhaps the talented mind of Cody Rhodes will create a character who is not quite finished, who will then find his or her way to WWE to be polished by Vince. Or maybe he'll put polka dots on him. In the meantime, we look forward to The Miz, who is a talented worker and talker, doing his best to fill airtime with Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. The result will probably be an awkward, forced segment that forwards nothing of value. With any luck, a wrestler's musical hit to interrupt the promo and give the Hulkster and Nature Boy a viable storyline moving forward. In today's English Tip of the Week, we'll take a look at commonly misquoted phrases. Bad News Brown was a loner and didn't care if anyone liked him or not. At the WrestleMania 4 Battle Royal, Brown hit Bret Hart with a ghetto blaster and threw him out of the ring for the win. Bret was furious for the betrayal, but Brown didn't care whatsoever. When it came to Hart's feelings, would you say that Bad News Brown could care less or couldn't care less? The answer is B. He couldn't care less. To say he could care less implies that Brown cared at all in the first place. With zero caring... He could not care less. When Rowan tried to murder Roman Reigns recently on Raw, Daniel Bryan blamed a man who looked very similar to Rowan. Was this giant red beard the scapegoat or the escapegoat for Rowan? This one is a bit tougher. The lookalike allowed Rowan to temporarily escape blame, but the answer is A, the scapegoat which is someone who is blamed for the wrongdoings, mistakes, or faults of others. In another pontification, I covered Ric Flair's face turn, Lex Luger's heel turn, and the craziness that surrounded the number one contender spot to Flair's world championship. Lex said he was the top contender by virtue of his United States title. The Dragon insisted he was the number one challenger due to being the most recent former champ, and Terry Funk threw his name in the hat by pile-driving Slick Rick on a table. At that point was the conversation to determine Ric Flair's next opponent a... Mute point or a moot point? The answer is B, a moot point, which is a topic that is up for discussion or debate to which no satisfactory answer can be found. Eventually, they all got their title matches against Space Mountain, but during all of the chaos to determine a worthy competitor, it was a moot point. Finally, when Mr. Perfect pinned Ric Flair with the Perfect Plex on Monday Night Raw in a Loser Leafs Town match, was Ric Flair's WWF career finished for all intensive purposes or 
for all intents and purposes. Although the dirtiest player in the game was pretty intense following his loss, the answer is once again B, for all intents and purposes, which means in every practical sense, Ric Flair was finished in the WWF. And with that, class, you're dismissed. Hi, this is Gia Scott. You're now listening to Can Crushers. Garbage tip of the week coming Not up, Mike. Yet. But we got to do our stick. But we got to do one more other thing. The fake bad guy. Oh yeah, the fake. See, the English professor had me all uh, ra- uh, wrapped up in other things. Um, uh, the fake Razor Ramon passed away. I've seen that today. Before I came over, you posted that. Um, if you don't remember this, it was like the fake Razor Ramon and the fake Diesel. It was as soon as Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, not as soon, but when the Monday Night Wars were going on, uh, went over to WCW, and they wouldn't say his name, but JR, uh, air quote, brings Razor and Diesel back, and they're like, oh my god, you know, we didn't have this whole technology as easy. We're like, how are they going to do both of these? Maybe WWF and WCW are working together, because Razor and Diesel are coming back? What?! And then these other guys, well, Kane was Diesel. Yeah. And uh, I, I know, but the, the fake Razor comes over as well. He's actually made a, a living on that then. He, he went on to do uh, indie shows, has always dubbed the fake Razor Ramon and everything. But uh, it was posted on Facebook that he passed away. Um, some, some quick complications and everything, so... Uh, keep his family in your thoughts and prayers as well. Head over to our Facebook page. You'll be able to read the whole story as well. Yeah. And you can find, And now we segue right into that from our Facebook page is at CanCrusher69 and our Instagram is at CanCrusher69. But we'd like to say thank you to some of our sponsors as well. Uh, Pro Printing and Office LLC, 814-834-3006. Uh, Whatever Dave Wall's mom. Yeah, Dave Wall, call Dave Wall's mom. All your printing and office supply needs. Along with uh, Collar and Elbow. Al Snow has started a apparel business a couple years ago. And a wrestling apparel for wrestlers. Right. And you'll get some sweet ass hoodies, shirts, hats. I'm sure Mark will play the commercial before all this, so you'll hear what I was trying to say. And Al Snow says it way better than I say it. The, the commercial does get played after the OVW. Uh, and guess what we got now, Mark? We have our own after months. And Al's like, you guys didn't have one? And I'm like, we were working on it. Right. And he's like, ah. So when you go to check out now, type in... Can Crushers, all one word, for 10% off. And it also helps us. We are always being transparent. Uh, if you order something from there, you'll get 10% off your order. And we're talking like if your shirt's on discount for $9.99, you're going to get 10% off of that discount as well. It's not they're going to put it back up to the regular value. You get 10% off of the $9.99 shirt, and then you actually help us because some does get kicked back over to us. A little kickback. Yeah. So you're actually supporting Can Crushers as well. You can also type in OVW still. Yeah, and then if you'll you help want, OVW. Yeah. If you don't if you don't like us, which I don't blame you. Right? We're tough we're tough uh, pill to swallow. Yeah. We're a jagged little pill. Yeah. It's ironic. Wow. Alanis Morissette just got here. Great. <laughs> Uh, and if you want to send us anything, and uh, Daniel Robinson will probably email us at cancrusher69 at gmail.com and say, thanks for calling me out on the show, you ass. And it's no problem. We can tell you that right right now. 
You can also check out our website. It's HTTPS colon backslash backslash cancrushers.69.wixsite.com backslash cancrushers. And you can find us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, iTunes, Google Podcasts, hundreds of places. And we are... Especially Wrestling Post App. And we are actually sliding... On WrestlePost app. Into... WrestlePost app. SoundCloud as oh, well. Oh, I forgot. I'm just tearing Mark's big announcement over. But that's all right. Uh, SoundCloud is now uh, working with them. We got we have one episode up already, and it is Moms. Um, that's the one I submitted to them first. Um, I don't know if we're going to put all the weekly shows on that, or if that's just going to be... Another outlet for spotlights, spotlights because Which is a good idea to, to bounce back and forth and, and everything. So it might just be the spotlight show, but uh, remembering Helen Martinez, Mama Can Crusher is up. So up and running. Um, you can also find us on the WrestlePost app, which is an app on your iPhone or Android. Go into the Play Store or iTunes Store and search WrestlePost app. And you'll be able to find bookings. Um, no matter where you are, anywhere in the world. Yeah, even in North Dakota. Yes, where Seth Rollins' parents don't live. Right. But somebody's parents do. Somebody has to be there. So we're going to go month by month on our docket now uh, as what's going up compared to, hey, six months down the line, we're going to be this, that, and the other. We I've done that. I, you know, Mark really likes to tell everybody about what's going to happen. Yeah, so... This Saturday, uh, in six days, several of us will be at uh, IWC Unbreakable in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Huge main event. Uh, six guys on a ladder. Winner gets Jackson Argos for a title shot in the future. Un- unbelievable. Hellfire Brimstone. Shit's going to happen. Uh, we do get to see Jimmy Nuts, Andrew Palace, Vegas, Pollock. Uh, it- it's... It's a all-star lineup in this main event. Craziness. It is. I'd be excited. And uh, I can't wait to see uh, the plumbers as well. (laughs) I love them. On October 12th is the 10th anniversary IWC in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, which is real close to us. Nobody's going. From Can Crushers. Yeah, which is sad. Unless, Unless T decides to move up her wedding two hours... Her wedding. Our wedding. <laughs> Her wedding for two hours, and then we could all make it down there, tuxes and all. We'd be the best dressed IWC fans ever. Right. And this is where I want to stop a second and call out Justin Plummer. <laughs> this is exactly where we have tell, told the masses when we are getting married months in advance. Right. Months in advance. My wedding, Justin Plummer schedules a wrestling in Clearfield. Which is right in our home, right in our right wheelhouse. In our, yeah, wheelhouse. Boom. 45 minutes, we're there. We can have some libations. Good eats. Yeah. Some and good drinks. And we're good. No, he schedules it two years ago uh, in on November your, yeah. on my anniversary, uh, on my wedding day, nonetheless. Um, Fast forward two years. <laughs> boom. Again, I, we've been talking about October 12th as a wedding day. And in all fairness, I did say October 21st a lot. Yeah, well, you did. But it's October 12th, and now there's another IWC in Clearfield on our wedding day. Yeah, unbelievable, Plumber. Unbelievable. You did this on purpose. It's not like we're not going to stop driving down to Pittsburgh, because we get Permani Brothers and 
good eats and good foods and good beers every time. Throw us a bone one time. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, next well, show, the next show you'll have in Clearfield will be Christmas Day, and guess who can't make that either? Because right. we all got families. Yeah, good job. Uh, Jason Dixon will be there. Is is uh, Elf? <laughs> <laughs> October twenty fourth in is Wrestle Rex. The Rex Theater in Pittsburgh. It's on the south side. Dude, this place is a, a fraternity party with wrestling. Right. Sam Adonis holds this, and he brings in anybody that's anybody. He really does. I uh, can see Gangrel going to be there, and Facade. 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 And uh, hey, listen, L.A. Park. You say tomato, I say tomato. You say facade, I say facade. And L.A. Park will be there as well from MLW. So uh, we will get Chad back on next week to have our MLW uh, still ironing out when I need to get people up here to record this, that, and the other thing. So it's a this, it's, that it's this shit show. The other thing, right? October twenty sixth, Angel Gate, McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Rebel is going to be there, and I have committed to going. Uh, you will be partying it up in Vegas. No, I will not be partying it up in Vegas yet. I will be cooking chickens that day for. The Footlighters of Ridgeway, and then I have a Halloween party at the Country Club. So I can't even help you do that that day. No, you can't. Good job. It's, I, was, I didn't schedule this. Good job, Ted. Yeah, you talked to Ted in Autumn. Good I'll, job. I'm, well, I'm not getting on the Autumn one. Dude. I'm the grunt here. Oh, don't worry. She will never hear it. She doesn't listen to this. Um. So Angel Gate, I'm going to run down. This is opening another uh, avenue for us. Uh, in McKeesport with all the women wrestlers. And I'm, I'm actually really excited about going to this for the first time. So, yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's another thing. Hopefully we can get to work with some of them as well. Guys, again, I want to continue to push before Paul cuts me off. Uh, I want to continue to push. If you know, uh, and we're, we're going to focus on indie wrestlers. If you know an indie wrestler or... I want to say old school wrestler that you'd like to hear from. Either shoot them a message, say, hey guys, you know, Can Crushers, we're willing to talk to anybody. Yeah. We really are. No. Referees, uh, announcers, anything. Shoot them a message or shoot us a message saying, hey, you know, try to get in touch with them. We w- we'd like to know some more of their backstory. I love marking out talking to them. I really am on the side of the mic being a jackass going like, oh my God, I'm glad they don't see me half the time. Well, that's probably a good thing. Um... Also, this is another way to spotlight them because they entertain us all the time. Right. That's what they do. And for us to give back a little bit and let everybody know who they are and what their story is, and I mean, that's awesome for us, too. So, like, it's it's a give-give type thing. A give-give. And you guys get to take it all in. Take it all. Um, we are also going to go live in the near future. That's in the works to... I'm going to promote it now. To go to Straub's, and uh, we'll be doing a live, live recorded, so you guys will get it on the back end. But you could, you can also come to Straub's, eat, drink, and be merry. The Straub's Tap Room, which is a new thing that they have over in St. Mary's, and we're having, we have another brewery, brew pub, we're opening up in Ridgeway, which is a brew bank, and we're going to talk to them, and we're going to try to get into there because. We're not only wrestling. We love beer. We love beer. We do love beer. I mean, if it wasn't 9 o'clock on a Sunday, probably would have cracked one. It's 10.15 right now. Well, yeah, but we started at around 9. Yeah. 30. So, all right, the music's playing. Garbage, 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 garbage. So, 
my favorite part of the show. It is the... <laughs> Mark flips over the paper so I remember what to say at the end. This is the Garbage Tip of the Week. Um, garbage Tip of the Week comes to you because of uh, ignorance, I guess. And with Hogan being on Monday Night Raw, the, we got we to gotta say it. You got to watch how you say things and what you do nowadays. Watch your words. And it's... And it's not because you need to, it's be it's because it's... You should have been taught this growing up. Yes, yes. I mean, if you wouldn't want somebody to say something like that about you, don't say it about somebody else. Exactly. And it, it's basically, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, is what my dad always used to tell me, and I, I stick by that. Treat people... To a T. <laughs> how you want to be treated right. as well. You know, it, it's in work, it's in... Uh, you talk to some of the wrestlers as well... If you're going to be hard in the ring, they're going to be hard back, you know. And you can't get mad about that. No, you have to protect each other. And if it's us telling you to be good with your words, it's them telling you with the moves in the ring, it's your mannerisms, anything. Again, this is this is broken down Mark way is don't be a dick. Right. You know, life is way too short. Just go out there and treat people how you want to be treated. And with everything that's happened now that they can go back and social media leaves a fingerprint. All the time. All the time. No matter if you delete it or not, it's somewhere somebody's going to find it. And I don't care about the Snapchats. They are saved in a cloud somewhere. Yeah, some, something always happens. So watch what you do, watch how you say things. Everybody love everybody is pretty much where I'm going with this. Right. Um, a whole hug fest. Yes. A hug fest is basically what I'm talking about. Maybe we should sponsor a hug fest. Uh, we could have a hug booth somewhere. Will Autumn work it? She loves oh, she hugs. loves hugs. <laughs> love them. <laughs> no, I don't think she'll work that one, Mark. Not at all. Also, if you're out and about doing anything, volunteer your services sometimes. I mean, there's great community events, and everybody can use some help. And go in with the attitude where, I'm just here to help. Let me know what I have to do. Don't be a dick about that either. <laughs> See, it wraps around to that. And I know times are tough across the board. Trust me. Um, if you can give a dollar to you know a charity that dollar is gonna mean a difference you know you can't buy a cup of coffee today guess what you have coffee at home right give that dollar to somebody that's needed it and um you will feel better about you'll, yourself you'll start to make the world a better place like we try to make the world a better place that's what we we're try to there's some With days that we stupid podcasts and we talk about stupid shit and laugh about it right that's how we make make things better remember mark just because you're trash, it doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can. Not a garbage cannot. See you Wednesday. Spotlight. Woo-hoo.